Well, hello everybody, and welcome to the Book Club Podcast. I am your host, Rinya. Come on down, take a seat, pull up to the bar and just relax. Would you like something to drink? Today we are going to go ahead and talk about something that I haven't talked about in a long time. Woo! It has been a long time. So I've talked about interracial dating. Uh, what's going on, um, Kim Rohan, uh, to my Christopher Brandy. What is up, everybody? So, today's episode. Mm. Interracial dating. Now, if you don't remember, I used to write about that all the time. That's sort of how I started off. At first, I started to write about, you know, um, interracial dating on WordPress. And it, I did that for, what is it, like three or four years or something? But then I ended up stopping because, you know, I, I'm my wife. So it's like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> there goes that. I, I, what's the point of writing about dating if I'm like, I already found someone? But anyways... I know that maybe you haven't. Maybe you haven't found somebody. Maybe you're still looking for that special somebody. And maybe that special somebody is, you might be of a different race. You know, and I'm not trying to say that anybody here is like, has a fetish or, or anything like that. But I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, um, I'm trying to give you some practical advice, non-problematic practical advice non-problematic practical dating advice all right so let's 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 get into it who else is here um anastasia kailash Ooh, that's a sick ass name uh cash that's a sick name too going on joe chris ebony mia tiffany everybody everybody we have 60 people in here okay let's go start the first piece of advice that i'd have to say is to go where you're wanted. Now, I can't tell you how many times I've seen people of color, like, they'll try to do the whole interracial dating scene, right? But they'll, like, ugh, they'll go to spaces that just aren't very friendly for people of color in general. You know what I mean? It's like, like, they'll, they'll, they'll try, um, um, like you'll, you'll, you'll have, uh, an Asian dude trying to, uh, or, or, or an Asian girl, whoever, like trying to date someone from like an, a super white fraternity. Cause like, Oh, I, I'm, I'm getting the, I'm getting the Stanford experience. And so I want some Stanford white ass. Um, but like, there are certain spaces that I think are more conducive to you, not only just as a person of color, but just to your own interests. And I think that like oftentimes we're so used to defaulting to the spaces that we're already in. So it's like, okay, well, I'm at work. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna see who I can date at work, or um, you know, I'm just taking, I'm just taking science classes, and I'm, I'm, I'm gonna see who's. Who I'm, you know, I'm just I'm gonna go check to see the science classes, but it's like, 
you know, if you're always stuck in just these few social spheres, then you're always going to run into the same personalities because there's a certain personality that goes to your company. There's a certain personality that works in your department. There's a certain personality that just goes to your major. And I know that there's differences, right? Yeah, there's differences. But if you're someone who has is experiencing difficulty dating, then you know that oftentimes what you need is just sort of a, a change of pace. And so I encourage a lot of people to venture outside of their comfort zone and take a look at other communities um, that are actually, instead of, well, I wouldn't say necessarily out of your comfort zone, but just try something different, but something that's still you, all right? So like explore all the different parts of your personality, okay? Like, take, all right, so when I was single and I was like looking around, right? I went to school, I went to work, but that's it. You know, I couldn't really find anyone at school. Um, you know, I tried dating around, but it didn't really work out. And at work, like I worked with a couple of people and they're like older people, so I couldn't date my coworkers. So I had to go into other social circles. I took up a salsa dancing class because I wanted to learn something new. You know, I figured out oh, it's, it's, it's a free class. And I get to dance with other people, other random people. And it's just a new social circle. I'm not going to get in there thinking that anything's going to happen, but I just want to be able to expose myself. Because you never know, like, oftentimes people think that you go into these social environments and you're supposed to find the person, like, right there. But keep in mind that so many relationships are formed not necessarily out of a first connection, but sometimes by a second or a third connection. So you might meet somebody in salsa class, or you might take up Zumba or whatever, right? And you'll meet someone and they'll just become your friend. They're just like your friend. But then they have a really cute brother or they have a really, uh, really sweet uh, 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 cousin. So be open to different groups um, not only just, you know, for a dating sense, but also to be able to explore your own personality. Um, you know, I think a big problem is we're oftentimes so used to, um, we're, we're so used to just sticking to, uh, uh, like, we, we, th we think that our dating sphere is only as close as our own um, existing interests. You know what I mean? So it's like, if you feel like, oh, well, I'm a gamer and I like, you know, I like trying out new restaurants, you feel like that is your only social sphere, but like also know that there are other parts of your personality. Like you're not just a gamer, but you know, you also might be someone who, who could potentially be into boxing or you might be someone who could potentially be uh, into... I don't know, any, any other community, right? And so take a look at groups on Facebook. Um, to be honest, 
I think that social media groups, in particular Facebook groups, are very um, underlooked. And, you know, I, I know I've said it a bajillion times, I've, I met my wife on a Facebook group. And Facebook groups now are even better. So, you know, before it was like, you know, Facebook groups were lucky if they had like 300 people. Like 300 people was a lot of people. Nowadays, you see Facebook groups with hundreds of thousands of people. And now you can join multiple groups based off of multiple interests. Like, dude, I'm part of a group that's about Stardew Valley. <laughs> you know, like we, we share pictures of us playing Stardew Valley. And, and, and so when you look into Facebook groups, you know, even something like Stardew Valley, right? It's like you could bond with someone off of that. You're like, oh, hey, you know, we both play the same game. You know, hey, like, how did you build up your character in your life? Oh, blah, 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 blah. I did this. Oh, shit. Really? Me too. I picked that side of town. Blah, blah, blah. And so you're, you have, you already have an entryway into the conversation. You don't have to worry about like coming up with a pickup line or coming up with like some sort of like, oh, like how do I slide into the DMs? Like, no, like you, you're already in that proximity, right? And so um, obviously like I'm not saying that you need to go into these interest groups just thinking that, oh, I'm gonna treat it like a dating group. But again, like like I said before, like go into it planning to meet friends and again like i think that's that's probably the healthiest way if you if you really want to like date around is just like go with the intention of just i'm going to make a lot of friends i'm going to make i I just want to meet people like i just want to meet people like i noticed that those are the people who are the most successful when it comes to dating like they they aren't the type to go oh well you know i'm on this app or blah 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 like no like these are the people who are just like oh i just want to meet people i want to like i want to hear people's stories i want to like meet people at the mall i want to meet people at work, I just want to, you know, meet your friends, you know, like, like those types of people who are just like, they don't have expectations, you know, and they go into it naked thinking that, you know, I, I, I just, I'll be a good person and, and I'll put my best foot forward. And if something happens out of one of these potential friendships, then it, it, it does. Um, so aside from Facebook groups, um, Go to gaming communities. There are so many different conventions. There are so many different, um, like, uh, uh, I, whether you're into LARPing or whether you're into cosplay. Um, again, you know, take a look at uh, the different interest groups because at, you know when it comes to when it comes to interracial dating, oftentimes we we try to to. We think that if we have a hard time dating like Asian people, right? Like, oh, I'm Asian, I can't date Asian girls or whatever. Like, you, we think that the solution lies within dating someone of another race because we think that it's just going to like erase all those things. Um, well, it it doesn't. You know, it's like if you're into if if you're Asian and you're into trashy Asian guys, chances are if you date another race, you're going to be into trashy a trashy version of those guys, you know? So it's like your, your taste, your taste, uh, uh, ports over. Like when I suggest, um, 
and racial dating the people, it's not necessarily a matter of, I think that dating someone of another race will solve the problem. I just think that it will give you, it will expand your dating pool. All right. Because if you're in a city with a hundred people and you're Asian and there's only 20 Asian people, then it's like, okay, well, you're already eliminating yourself to this dating pool of 20 people out of a hundred. And now well, if you're straight, then it's like, okay, well, then half of those people, 10 people, and out of those 10 people, how many of them are, are you actually compatible with? So it's like the, the whole dating pool is a lot larger than just those 10 people. But because you're so picky about your particular race, you've limited the odds of you being able to find someone. So that's usually why I recommend interracial dating. It's not a matter of, you know, oh, I want to find an Asian guy because he has this or blah, blah, blah. It's not about that, right? It's not, you're not like hunting for, for stereotypes that you want to like see if they're true or not true or whatever. Um, like I said, it's, it's, it's about finding someone. It's just about finding someone. It's about like everybody deserves to, to find a companion. Everybody deserves to have someone, you know, that, that they love. Um, and I think that if you are putting yourself in a situation where you're like, for some moral or ethical reason or whatever, you're like, oh, I'm only going to date this race. Hey, look, that's fine. That's cool. Like, I get it, right? And I know that some, a lot of people, especially a lot of women are like demonized for, for wanting to date interracially. Um, but like I said, at, at, at the end of the day, like, you know, find your person. You know, people are going to talk shit. People are going to talk shit regardless. People are going to talk shit regardless. You know, whether you're dating someone in your race or whether you're dating someone outside your race. Like I said, you, you, you deserve to, to find somebody. Um, let's see. Mm, so my second uh, piece of advice. So again, my first piece of advice is to go to where you are wanted. So try to find interest groups um, that that you can connect with. Because again, I, I think a lot of times when we do interracial dating, we we think, oh well, um, if I'm dating Asian guys, like, do I go to the library? Like, honestly, I can't tell you how many times non-Asian women have have asked me, like, oh, you know, where do I go to find Asian guys? Like, you know, the school, the library, like, you know, the and they think that that's where Asian guys live. Like, that's the only place that, like, we exist. Like, we don't go to the bar or we don't... You know what I mean? Um, so, again, don't follow... Like, don't go... If, if, if you're looking for Asian guys, don't go hunting for Asian events and shit like that. Just, like, do shit that you're normally interested in. All right? And, you know, if you find something, you find something. Um, let's see. All right. Tip number two. So market yourself. Okay. Now this is kind of a, like this might be a little bit uh, of a hard pill for a lot of people to swallow. And it's, it, it definitely was for me. Um, you have to know how you are perceived. Like you have to be totally honest with yourself and say, and look at the mirror and say, okay, based off of how I look, based off of my race, what are people going to look at? 
oh, what are people going to see when they look at me? Like, what is the stereotype that they are seeing when they look at me? When I first started college, I thought that, you know, like it was time for me to like change my image. Before I was kind of just like a, a nerdy, just kind of a whatever Asian dude, you know, like a basic Bay Area Asian dude, you know? At the end of the day, I still am, but um, <laughs> I'm good at hiding it, man. Um, no, like I looked at myself in the mirror and I said, you know, this is how I'm, I'm being perceived as. Whether I, I, I'm confident or not, people are going to see me as like this shy Asian guy. They're going to see me and they're going to think that I'm un- unassuming or, 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 or whatever, right? And so ask yourself, like, how are people perceiving you? Like, how are, like, like in the best and in the worst case, like, how are people, like, racializing you, you know? And think about, like, you know, be cognizant of how do you think that that might affect uh, your dating experiences? Um, because, you know, the, the, the unfortunate reality is like, no matter how much we talk about, um, your identity as a person of color and how, you know, you need to be happy with how you look and how, how you feel and blah, 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 blah. The honest, honest truth, the honest, honest truth is the rest of society still hasn't, uh, been brought up to pace with that like we might feel beautiful in our skin and we might feel confident in our ethnic features but the rest of the world might still treat it like that doesn't matter like oh well i don't really care if you feel like happy or whatever like like what i'm trying to say is like despite our best intentions and 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 the world that we want to live in unfortunately like people are still going to fucking racialize us people are still going to be fucking racist to us right um and and I guess I, I say um, that it's, it's important to understand that because, again, there might be certain social circles that um, based off of like who your personality is or what your personality is, like it might just it, it just might not be a good fit because people are just like they'll treat you a certain way. Like if you're if you're one of these nerdy Asian guys, right, like and there's nothing wrong with that, you know. But if you're one of those nerdy Asian guys and you're going into these spaces where, like, it's a very Western space and everyone's sort of, like, you know, they're talking about this whole, oh, alpha male, beta male shit. Like, like when you're in that particular environment, you know that when it, when it comes time to you being racialized and how you're going to be judged in that space, it's always going to lean to the negative. Um, so that's what I mean by, like, understanding exactly who you are and 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 knowing how to like like let's say you are the asian guy right and you want to be in that space you want to be in that area where you're dating white girl cheerleaders or or, you know uh, all the sorority chicks whatever right like you have to know okay well i am i am perceived as this and if i want to get to that point then i need to do xyz you know um and I know that sounds kind of problematic, but the rea- the reality is a lot of people a lot of people do that. You know, a lot of Asian guys uh, will go to these 
Ivy Leagues and they want to have that experience and, and they that's where you see a lot of racist Asian dudes because like they're trying to like fit into that into that culture. Um and I'd say um so when it comes to marketing yourself, all right, like one of the ways that I, I thought about it, right? So okay, so I'm marketing myself. Um and I am in these uh, AMXF spaces where it's a bunch of Asian guys and there are a lot of white women, there are a lot of black women, there are a lot of Latino women, okay? So when I was single in that space, the way that I thought about it was there are a lot of Asian guys here and a lot of the Asian guys are like sort of the nerdy guys and there are a lot of Asian guys that are sort of like the you know, I'm the hip-hop Asian guy, right? And so that was uh, that was the dating pool, okay? And I knew that I was not like any of those two guys, all right? So I knew that the perception of me and the image of me in that dating space was, like, people might be confused about it. Like, oh, like, you know, uh, is he one of the nerdy guys? Is he one of the, you know, not nerdy guys? Um and so I had, to, I had to essentially like really think about it and sort of develop my own sense of style and, you know, my own sort of uh, uh, identity that would, uh, uh, be able, that would be able to be um, easily understood. Because the truth is like there are a lot of, um, like when it comes to dating online, especially where it's super, super fast and you're, and you know, uh, you're being judged just based off of your profile picture, you know, like who, like how, what your profile picture is can determine your success, how your page is and how you present yourself. Right. So like the way that I marketed myself was I am, I'm not, you know, a hip hop Asian dude. I'm not a nerdy Asian guy. I'm... I'm more of the artsy Asian guy, right? Like I'm more of the Asian guy who is like, I'm not good at school and I'm kind of just chill and laid back, but I'm very confident. Um, and so that I felt was my sort of character, right? And, and, and you, you can see this, I know it's kind of a weird way to explain this, but if you look at like, um, Shows like The Bachelor, right? I know this is, again, I know it's super weird. As horrible of a show as it is, one thing that they do really good and the one thing that they're really good at portraying are these character archetypes. So, in the show, there's always like the villain or there's like the young weird girl or there's the, <laughs> there's the Asian one and the black one. And so... Like I said, like figure out like what is your character and figure out like how are people looking at you? Like are people going to look at you like the angry black woman? Are people going to look at you like you are the black woman who is like the all natural black woman? Are they going to look at you like the Black Lives Matter black woman? Are they going to look at you like the, you know, like there's, there's different, there's different quote images. There's different quote stereotype or these quote, types, you know what I mean? And so like, what is your type? Like if you're in this pool, like who is your character? What is your thing? 
Um, luckily at the time also, when I was in those dating groups, I, I had my page. And so that was also my thing. It's like, I'm the artsy guy who has a page and I write about dating and I give it and I give advice, you know? And so that was my angle. And, you know, it's, it's sort of a process of like sticking your neck out, you know? And, and, and again, it's not even about like faking it. You don't have to fake anything about yourself, but just like, it's, it's more about like, you know, I want people to know that I am this type. So I want to just present my, myself in this particular way in this space. Um, and another thing is to, to be cognizant of um, what, the, what the current media is saying about your people. Like, I know this is kind of bizarre. Um, so one of the ways that I mobilized interest and, and, I, and I started to funnel people sort of in my... Um, funnel people into sort of my dating sphere and get people to like, I, I guess, uh, at least, not necessarily, I guess notice me, <laughs> notice me somebody, um, was I was hyper aware of the fact that K-pop was coming up. And I was aware that, um, that a lot of people were, like a lot of women were uh, just um, uh, barely starting to uh, um, get into K-pop and get into Asian guys, right? And so, like, I knew that coming in, right? And, like, there were times where I played it up. Like, not, like, played it up, but I was just, like, um, I... I took elements of that K-pop aesthetic and I would sometimes feed into that because if I knew that someone would be interested in it, then, you know, like it, again, it's, it's, if you think about it from a marketing perspective, I know it sounds weird, but at the end of the day, like if you are looking to date somebody, if you think of yourself as a product and they are a product and like you both have to match, you, you know, you both have to have this business agreement you need to reveal certain attributes. You need to have some sort of sign or thing to like, you know, have people draw attention to you somehow, you know? And I think that's one of the biggest problems that a lot of single people have is that they just don't know how to draw attention to them, like in a, in a positive way, you know? Um, and sometimes it could be a tiny thing, you know? But I think a lot of people are, are sort of of this mindset that it's like, oh, I'm single, just I'm, I'm a nice person. I go to work, I go to school, you know, just sometimes I go to the bar and just I sit, you know, I sit, sit, sit at the edge and, you know, just if, if someone wants to come up to me, then they come up to me. But, you know, I don't, I don't really date around too much, you know, you know, those people. And I'm sure a lot of you are probably those people. Um, but if you are those people and you are having trouble dating, um, then maybe you have to consider how you're marketing yourself. Maybe you have to go through a style makeover. Maybe you have, and, and that's the thing that like, that's a hard pill to swallow because on one hand you want to be like, Oh, I'm, I'm accepting of myself. This is me, blah, 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 blah. But at the same time, just because you change an outfit, just because you, 
you know, embellish some of your sentences or whatever. It doesn't mean you're not you. It's still you. You know, like there, there's a line where you'll cross where you're like, okay, all right, all right. Like I'm, this is, this is, once you start getting face tattoos, <laughs> trying to pretend to be another person, like, okay, that is when you're not being you. But like, there's, there is a quote version of you that is embellished. It's kind of like when you're, if you work in retail and you have that retail voice, oh, hi, welcome. Uh, can I help you find anything today? Uh, well, we actually just came out with a new line of sweaters. It's really great. Um, my Aunt Nana, she bought two of them. <laughs> Thank you for coming to J. Crew. You know what I mean? Like, you can, you can, <laughs> it's sort of like a code switch, but like a, a personality, you know? Like, you know how, um, Yvette, um, I'm trying really hard to follow you, but it's starting to sound like you were saying that people should be should pretend to be something that they're not just to date. No, of course not. Again, there is you can keep the dignity of saying that, oh, you know, I'm going to be myself. I'm just going to be me. Yeah. I, again, there's no problem with that. You can date however you want to date, but I'm just saying that if people are having a hard time meeting people in general, look, we all, 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 a lot of single people have this vision of being found, this vision of, oh, you know, I would love it if I just like bumped into somebody. Oh, I would love it if like, you know, uh, uh. Uh, my instructor just happened to be hot. Like, you can hope for that. And you can bank on that. But if you're talking about someone being romantically interested enough to want to, like, be with you, and you're banking on the probability of a, a, a chance encounter, good luck. Again, People are out here on fucking dating apps, swiping. So a lot of people, again, they're out and open. It's it's not a matter of, um, yeah, it's not it's not a matter of changing yourself. It's more a matter of just leaning into a side of yourself. Like um, my, what should I call it? Um, it's kind of like when people. Uh, um, they, 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 they take on certain things like, you know, skateboarding, like, oh, that was your, that was your thing. Right. But it, it's not necessarily you were a skateboarder, but it was just a thing that you were, you, you sort of did. And it, it gave you entrance into certain social circles or whatever. Like what I, what I mean is interests and fashion and all those things, like it's still you, you know, I, 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 what I'm trying to say, it's like, just do it within reason, you know, just do it within reason. Um, oh, and so the third one is I'd advise you to have a story to tell. Uh, now this sort of goes in line with being able to market yourself. Um, when I was single, I and I joined college, I was like, okay, 
I've been living in my room for the last three years and I'm coming into college for the first time and I am not interesting. I'm interested in fashion and I'm interested in video games and I post blogs on WordPress. What is anyone going to see in me? Like, am I a catch? So I, I realized that I had to work on myself. I had to um, build up certain aspects of myself. Um, so a couple of things I did were I started to write. I started to write a lot. You know, that was part of my identity. Like, it was just sort of these different hobbies. I started writing a lot. I started writing on WordPress, okay? Uh, so part of my identity is as, a, is, is as a writer. And then I started to go to restaurants and review them on Yelp. And then I was a food reviewer. And then I started going to all these restaurants, and I was like, hey, a lot of these places suck. And I could probably cook these foods better than the chefs. So I tried to learn how to cook. And so I became a, an aspiring home cook. Then I realized, hmm, I need to get in shape. Uh, but I'm like too nervous to go to a gym. Let me go take salsa dancing. So I took dancing. I, took a, I went to a free class. Uh, I, I, I analyzed my style and I was like, hey, you know, um, I don't really like the way that I dress. I think it's time to, to freshen it up. I'm really into the 60s style. I love the show Mad Men. I don't know, let me see if I can work this shit. I worked it into sort of my, uh, uh, my style. And so I looked at all the things that I had and I was like, okay, like I can see, these are all the things that I'm interested in. These are all the things that I'm legitimately doing. And I think that they're fun. Like, how is this, like, like what is my story? Like, like am, do I look like a guy who has ambitions? Am I going somewhere? You know, like, and again, it also goes back to knowing how you're perceived. All right, so I'm an Asian guy who is a food reviewer, and I, I take salsa dancing. Oh, okay, so, you know, like, maybe that, will, maybe that will offset this stereotype that Asian guys are shy. Because, look, I'm out and about, I'm dancing, I write, I'm cultured, right? I'm interested, I'm, I'm interested in other cultures. And so... My story that I was trying to tell with my life when it comes to dating was I am a guy, I'm a man of many interests, and I'm a man who is trying to work on himself. I'm a man who is learning. I'm a man who is trying to build this thing on social media. And it was funny because I, I talked to my wife the other day and I asked her a question. I was like, Hey, babe, um, when you got with me, like, what was it about me that you really liked? Like, like in terms of, like, personality traits, you know? Like, like, what did you think I had that other guys didn't have? And she said, um, she said that you were really young, but you seemed like you knew how to, like, have your life in order. Like you were, you were working on things. And for someone who was 21, like that was really admirable. And my, my wife at the time was 19. And so she saw it as like, oh, well, this guy has a story to tell. This guy has something going on. And so like, he has a story. How do I fit into that story? Like do, like, you know what I mean? And 
and that's what I mean by the power of a story and the power of like having this life that like, again, it's authentic to yourself, but it's also a life that, that you think from the outside, someone would want to participate in. Um, cause like there are some people who, again, and it's no fault to themselves. I'm just purely speaking from a, like a dating strategy perspective. Like, like this is why you aren't being seen. This is why your, your name isn't out there in the dating market, right? The reality is a lot of people, there's, there's just nothing tangible in terms of like what you can see or a life that like they have. And, and again, like sometimes it's a matter of like people uh, being insulated and they don't really, you know, put themselves out there. Um, but again, like, if you feel horrible and shitty about your life, and if you feel like your life isn't going anywhere, then how do you think people who, when it comes to dating, how are they going to perceive that? And I'm not trying to say that like, like I know it sounds really, really depressing, right? It sounds like, okay, well, if you're, if you're suffering th through certain things and oh, well, too bad, then you know, you're not gonna find anybody. But in a lot of ways, that's kind of what it is. And I think that's a good thing. Like if you are in a place where your mental health isn't in the best uh, uh, state, then maybe you need to have a relationship with yourself. Maybe you need to work on yourself. And I think a lot of times people, you know, get anxious and they start worrying like, oh man, I need to find someone. Oh gosh, like I'm worthless, blah, blah, blah. Like if I found someone like I, you know, like life would bring... Uh, 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 life would have meaning but it's the opposite you need to bring meaning to your life and a me and your meaningful life will attract somebody else because um, like again so many people try to 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 do it the other way around so many people try to think that like oh i'll attract somebody and then my life will get better like, no, you have to work on yourself. You have to work on your career. You have to work on your school. You have to work on, you know, um, uh, work on your mental health. You have to work on your patience. And you have to work on the fact that you're a very hard person to talk to. You know, fix all these things. Make sure that, like, um, you know, you have a life that someone uh, would want to be a part of. Um... And, you know, my, my, my motto uh, back then was interested is interesting. All right. Interested is interesting, you know. So um, when it comes to having a story to tell, think about it like this, okay. You have, you meet two people, right. So I, from the looks of it, it seems like there's a lot of women here. Let's say there's two men, all right? There's two men you, I don't know, like, shit, you uh, uh, went to some conference and you got seated at a table with these two other men, right? And, you know, they're in your industry, so you don't really need to talk about them too much because you know what they do. Like, they, they, they do the same shit that you do. But let's say that one man... Um, says that, you know, he, he goes to work, he, 
goes home, you know, he watches Game of Thrones, he has a dog, and that's it, all right? That's, that's Bachelor number one. And the Bachelor number two has the same life, but his, his story is, oh, um, I'm part of this um, uh, uh, Game of Thrones cosplay group, and we meet up every six months. We plan events. Uh, yeah, I have a dog, um, and, you know, here's my Instagram, like, I don't know, like, I'm, I'm taking my dog out, whatever, but, like, it's, like, one person has, has sort of, um, like, like, both these people are interested in dogs, both these people are interested in Game of Thrones, but one person is more interested in their hobby than the other, and that passion comes off, and it, you, you can see the way that, um, that, oh, okay, like, this one guy, he was interested in the same show, but he actually took it far enough to, like, go to events and, like, do all this shit about it. And he has a dog, but, like, he, like, celebrates his dog, like, they take pictures on Instagram, and, like, whatever, you know? It's like, so, think about the things that you're already interested in, you know? What are you interested in? Are you interested in baking? Are you interested in kickboxing? Are you interested in, um fucking cannabis are you interested in gaming think about some of the things that you're sort of like mildly interested in and see if those are things that you might want to you know uh get more involved in you know interested is interesting like the more the more interested you are in a particular topic and the deeper you go into it the more likely you're also to meet other people like, I'm really into, like, I've been into MMA, mixed martial arts, for years, since I was, like, in high school. Uh, but I always kind of just, like, watch the shows and, you know, just, or watch the, watch the fights, tuned into them every now and then. But, um, it wasn't until recently that I started to say, you know what, this is something that I've been interested in for a very long time. But I've never really taken a more serious sort of look into it. And so I joined like these Facebook groups. And then I started like talking and commenting and like being involved with the community. You know, and like I met other people and like now it's like there's a there's a greater sense of fulfillment. You know, and I think that like again, the more interested you are in a particular thing, the more interesting you will appear because you have more things to talk about. And if they're interested in it too, you can relate. So again, you know, working on yourself is the best piece of dating advice like ever. It's just working on yourself is the best piece of dating advice. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Okay. So this is more. All right. Um, This is more, how would I say this? Um, so this is kind of a, a, a more strategic racial strategy or racial, uh, strategic racial strategy. <laughs> Fucking hell, man. Um, yeah, so it's like a racial strategy um, and it's, 
I don't know. I don't know if it's... It, I don't know why in my head it feels problematic, but in my mind I know that, like... No, it's not necessarily problematic. It's just a, it's just a matter of accepting fucking what it is. Um, part of the whole having a story to tell thing um, is knowing how to break stereotypes. Um, um, and knowing how... Like, okay, so this is my... It's my little, it was always my little tactic um, when it came to, like, dealing with race and certain shit. So, as an Asian guy, people would always have certain expectations, all right? They think that I'm nerdy, they think that I'm shy, they think that all these other things, right? And they all come in packages. Remember, like I said before, about knowing how you're being perceived, okay? If you're perceived as a nerdy Asian guy, if you're perceived as being the... Uh, uh, you know, the Latino woman with an attitude, but whatever, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so that is how you know that people are racializing, okay? One of the first things that I would always do when I would meet someone who I, you know, just in case, like especially when it comes to people of different races, I would, and I know this is kind of fucked up and I shouldn't have had to do this, but it is a reality of fucking online dating, is you reveal something about yourself that is unexpected, that is unexpected for your race, but it's, it doesn't seem like it's reaching, you know? And again, I know it sounds a certain way, but I'm just saying like, um, having gone through the dating process and all the annoying, like, oh, where are you from? Where are you really from? Blah, 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 blah. Oh, you're Asian. Are you interested in like, one of the ways that I would cut through all of the bullshit is I would mention something that I do that I felt like other Asian guys didn't do or a lot of Asian guys didn't do. And one of the, one of the ways that I would do that, at least in person, was with the way that I dressed. Um, I took a survey, or not a survey, but I took a look around at my campus when I was in college and I tried to see, like, okay, these, this is how all the Asian guys are dressing right now. All right, I'm, this is my survey. All the Asian guys are dressing up in jeans and and college sweaters and fucking polos and just like just casual college stuff. Okay, well let me go and come to school every single day in a suit. Let me come every single day um fucking like dressed brilliantly and like I'm out of place. Let me look like I'm over always overdressed. You know, and I'm obviously I'm not trying to say that you have to to do that, but I think that by doing that and by having certain interested interests that were also like within my scope, but also sort of unconventional, um, it allowed me to enter certain situations and not have to go through the bullshit of like, oh, you're an Asian guy, blah, blah, blah. Like it was, it was my way of sort of breaking that stereotype immediately. So they knew, oh, this is someone different. This is something I've never seen before. This is a different look. Um, and I'm not just trying to say that you need to like do something totally unique. Like you need to come to your, to, to fucking school dressed up as Bjork or anything like that. Um, but just survey, like, like what's your demographic? Like if you're, if you're trying to date at school, like what do all the dudes dress like? What do all the women dress like? What do all the people who are of your ethnicity dress like? You know, it's like how, like I said before, like, how do you stand out? Like, how do you market yourself in a way that you look like you present something different? Because 
it isn't necessarily a matter of like, oh, I don't want to look like all the other Asian people because I think all the other Asian people are bad. It's more a matter of, I want just, I just want people to show that I am, that there's something different about me. And I want people to be curious about it enough to want to find out. Um, and my fourth piece of advice, Oops, sorry, uh, we got cut off a little bit. My fourth piece of advice is to know your demographic. Um, if you are interested in interracial dating, please, 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 don't, don't embarrass yourself. <laughs> don't, yeah, just don't embarrass yourself, man. I'm telling you, I have seen it all. I have, and we've all seen it all. We have all seen it all. <laughs> like the whole, oh, Hi, uh, chocolate woman. Um, can I slide into your DMs, boo? You know, or I can't tell you how many times I've gotten, um, fucking messages from, like, white girls or black girls who are like, um, fucking ni hao, or, <laughs> or, oh, uh, I'm gonna say, oh, it's like, dude, I, like, I'm, Typing in English, like, I, te- look, look, one time, you listen here, right? If you're listening right now, stop what you're doing and listen to this. Listen to this bullshit. One time this one lady messaged me in a full paragraph in Korean and then when I said, oh, I'm not Korean, I don't understand this, she kept responding in Korean, and then after a while she, like, stopped. It was the weirdest, it was the weirdest thing. It was the weirdest thing, and I never spoke to her again. So, know your demographic, and, and like, know it from, um, like, okay, the, the reality is a lot of you, as open as you are, some of you are looking for a particular race. Or you're just like, oh, well, I don't know, I've, I'm, I'm open to all races, but, you know, let me go ahead and date, like, Latino guys. So I'm going to join a Latino group or whatever, you know. If you're going to do that, prep yourself up and at least just learn about the culture, you know. Like, just take a genuine interest. Like, don't do... Uh, I think the worst thing that you can do is like do one of those like oh uh, you know um, five things that um, Asian girls like like that stuff is oh my god that's terrible don't ever like do one of those little advice things because then you're just gonna make yourself look so dumb you know just don't do it what what I'm what I would say is take an actual interest in like the history of those people in that space. So, for example, if you are in Australia and you wanted to date Vietnamese guys, it might be interesting just to learn about like the context of Vietnamese people in Australia. Oh, okay, people immigrated there. Uh, blah, 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 blah. This is what happened. Oh, shit, when that immigration happened, there was a lot of racism. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, so you have this back, 
you know, this background knowledge. So that way it's like if you meet someone who it's like, oh, hey, look, they told me that their parents are immigrants and that they're Vietnamese. So they must have gone through that like certain shit. So it's like you can prep yourself to being sensitive to certain topics and knowing how to navigate them, you know, so you just don't like, I don't know, make a, a dumb joke or, 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 or whatever. You know, it's just like, it's even something as simple as when, when I hear stories about black women who go on dates with like Asian dudes or white dudes or whatever, and like, they try to quote, urban it up, you know, it's like, oh, hey, you know, they jump into the car, like, hey, you want to listen to the new Kanye album? Or like, you know, like they try to take them to like a Southern restaurant or wherever, you know, you know, it's like they, they think that because they are dating a black woman that they need to like do all the things that they think only black people, you know, it's just like, that's what I mean by educating yourself. And if you learn that, hey, yes, there are black people who exist who like chicken, or yes, there are black people who exist who like hip hop, but that isn't the only thing that they like. And that is, you know, like, you know, like it's, it's amazing how, how, how you tell certain people like that. And they're, they're floored. They're absolutely surprised that you can just be like, Hey, um, I am dating a black girl. I'm going to go take her to some bistro. I don't know. We're going to go to like to the pub or some shit, you know? And oftentimes when people get into interracial dating, they think that it's like, Oh, this, this culture, I need to like assimilate myself into this culture. It's like, no, 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 no. You're doing it all wrong. If you want my personal opinion, if you want to attract somebody of a particular culture that is not of your own, don't go in there pretending to be a representative of their culture. Go in there knowing that you are a representative of your culture. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're dating a black woman, don't go in there trying to drop knowledge of, you know, oh, I listen to this artist and blah, 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 blah. Like, like don't do that. Because then you're going to get exposed. Right? So, oh my God. <gasps> Oh, so many people do this. So many people do this. And it's really surprising that people do this. But no, I th I think what is a lot more genuine, it's a lot more effective, is if you come in there and you know a lot about your culture and you share. So like the way that I did it was when I met my wife, I introduced her to all the Asian food. Filipino food, how to eat it with your hands. I showed her like going to pho for the first time. You know, I took her to go eat ramen. We did hot pot, Korean barbecue. And it's like, I showed her this world of culture that I was comfortable with, that I was sort of an expert in, you know, and I brought her into this side of the world and she brought me into her world, you know? As opposed to me pretending to be like, oh, I, I already exist in your community. I totally get you. Like, no, 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 no. Like, come in there knowing that you have differences and connect that way. You know what I mean? So, like, um, Tariq Brown said, uh, what happened? Uh, what happened with my, with my wife? <laughs> uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Sorry. Um, but yeah, like I said, just 
that's why that's why I'm telling you, like, people of color who know their shit, who know their history, who know their culture, who know about their people, and who you know, like, it's it's so much more attractive than someone who pretends to be a tourist for another community. So, um, like I said, know your demographic. Know, know their culture so you know how to not step on their toes. Know your culture so you can contribute something. And, you know, be, be cognizant also of how your, how your two cultures historically have clashed or connected. If you are um, Asian, and if you're dating someone who is Western, like understand how those communication dynamics work. Understand that maybe as an Asian person, uh, you speak very non-verbally, and you give off a lot of hints and cues, and and you're very passive-aggressive, and you... Uh, 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 You'll say that you're okay, but you're really not okay, you know, or, or you'll guilt trip people, you know, maybe like that's how, because I mean, to be honest, that is how a lot of Eastern cultures, I feel, are like, there are a lot of, there's a lot of um, um, value in saving face and not embarrassing yourself. And so people will disguise their messages under certain things. They'll be very, very like low-key about certain things. Whereas in Western cultures, people are a lot more upfront about it. If you don't like something, then you say it. If you don't like something, if you don't like your food, then you raise your hand and, and, and the waiter uh, uh, changes it for you. You know? And so be aware of stuff like that and figure out like, okay, well, I am, I am Western and my wife is Eastern. All right? And, and she's more... Uh, like the, her culture is different, like understanding like how, how they feed off of each other. Cause there's oftentimes a tendency to look at yourself and your culture and the way that you do it as sort of the standard where you're like, Oh, well, you know, my culture, like, this is how we do it. Like, you know, we're, we say face, like we don't like to be all dramatic and blah, 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 blah. And, and then you'll look at someone of a Western culture. And I see this a lot, a lot when it comes to like, um, Asian people who want to date like black people where they will perceive black people and black culture or the way that black people speak as aggressive and they'll perceive it as like threatening, you know, when it's not that, it isn't that way. You know what I mean? Like it's not that, they're more threatening or anything like that. It's just that, no, they speak that way and you speak at a different tone or whatever. You know what I mean? And so it's like knowing how to accurately frame and understand their culture relative to yours. So that way you're not constantly like in this space where you feel like they are violating your rules constantly. Like I see this a lot where um, you'll have black women who'll get with Asian guys and the Asian guy will constantly have a problem with the way that, like, oh, you know, my mom thinks that you're this, or my mom thinks that you're doing that, or my mom doesn't like the way that you're dressing, and blah, 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 blah. But it's like, you can't measure another culture's 
like you can't measure the goodness of another culture using the metrics of your culture. So it's important to know what is important in their culture. What is important? Like what, like what, what does that culture consider quote slutty? What does that culture consider respectable? What does that culture consider admirable behavior? You know, what are the issues when it comes to those communities? Um, like what were the, what are the interracial issues going on in that community? Like when I got uh, into the AMBW scene, I had to educate myself on the social issues that are going on between black women and black men. Cause there's a whole conversation between black women and black men and how they feel about dating each other. And as an Asian guy, you know, dating a black woman, I had to understand that, you know, cause I had to understand, okay, well, this is, this, this is what my wife is going through when she gets a message from some black dude or whatever, you know? So it's like, again, be aware of all of the surrounding issues that are going on. Like if you're interested in this interracial dating thing, like do your homework, you know, and don't just like learn about topical shit. Like, Oh, like, you know, Asian guys like it when I, you know, I, I make kawaii faces or whatever. Like, again, look into, like, the social issues um, involved uh, with that particular race and how they sort of balance off of you. Um, let's see. And I think that is about it. Shit. All right. Let's go ahead and see uh, what kind of comments we have going on. Um... Ebony Thomas said, I see a lot of black women calling Korean men Opa right off the back. I just don't get it. Oh, oh man. Oh man. Yeah, that is embarrassing. That is it's and it's so ironic because like we all know that like it's just like I guess I can't say we all know because yeah, actually, I guess I can because Asian guys are pretty bad at this too. So you know, I mean, I think I think uh, Asian guys and black women, we need to work on that shit. Because Asian guys, I'll see messages about Asian guys messaging black women like, "Oh, hey, you know, caramel queen or whatever." Um, so yeah, don't like I said, you know, be be an expert in your culture. Don't try to be an expert in their culture. Um, because to be honest, it can only go, I feel like most of the time it can only go wrong, you know, cause if they know your, if they know their own culture and you try to come in, then you might look like a poser. And if they don't know it, they might, and, and maybe if they're resentful of their culture, then you might look like you're trying too hard. So just don't do it. Just say hello. <laughs> oh gosh. Um. Let's see. Christopher said, uh, oh my fucking God, I get that all the time too. The weebs do that shit to me. <laughs> um, Kimia Banks said, I agree. Fix what you need to and don't expect a relationship with someone will correct your problems or have them do your emotional labor for you. A hundred percent. A hundred, a hundred percent. Look, 
I've been looking into um, incels recently. Not as like, oh, I'm you know, oh, well, I'm interested in incels. Like, I want to be a part of that. No, it's more like I'm I'm looking at it as a study uh, to see, like, what are they thinking? Like, what is what are the what are the devices that are impacting how they feel and like why do they want to be involuntary celibates? Um, and it's amazing how many of these incel guys attach the responsibility of their own mental health to women. And they'll be like, you know, I'm depressed and I'm this and I'm that. And, I'm, and they'll just go down a laundry list of all the things that are wrong with their life. And they'll be like, at the end of it, oh man, you know, just if... But these these fucking thoughts, man, these thoughts just like, you know, they just, you know, they, they, they don't want to give me a chance or whatever. Like, they, they'll make it seem as if women not having sex with them or women not giving them a chance is what's stopping them from, like, crawling out of their hole of depression. And a lot of them are really depressed. And that's because a lot of them have, are just waiting around for this magical woman to fix their problems it's like i'm starting to, i'm really as i get older i start and i'm not even trying to say this is a cringy a cringy thing as i get older i start to really fucking get it when a lot of women say that like um like men are babies <laughs> and that men have to be like taken care of and shit like that because look you know I've been dealing with depression for a while and you know I've I've had certain realizations in the last few months where I was just like wow dude I've been a difficult person to deal with you know like there are certain things like you know like that my wife has to 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 keep me in check with you know and I think it's just like a lot of women have a similar experience where they feel like a guy's you know the 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 men that they date you know they don't really have their lives in order and they need to be sort of babysat. But, um, oh yeah, anyway, that's a really, really, really random tangent. Um, Desiree said, I agree with knowing social and current issues topics. Definitely educate yourself. No one wants to spend their majority of their relationship teaching you simple things and social aspects. Be honest about your interests. But like he said, do your homework. Exactly. 100%. 100, 100%. Um, Look, in the other episode that we did a couple, or in the episode of Lag Live, I think it was like episode four, we talked about um, dating white people and how a lot of people of color, especially a lot of black women, were saying that like white guys were just really ignorant. They were just really, really like racially ignorant. And it's almost as if they just didn't have a clue about, like, what was going on in this country. But then they were actively pursuing black women and saying, like, racist shit, you know? And so that's a perfect example of not knowing your demographic, not knowing your place, not knowing how you're going to be perceived. You know what I mean? So it, it helps... To be aware, if you're shopping for a partner and if you're looking in the ethnic aisle, 
then know what you're shopping for. All right, Safi Sky. Ooh, that is a good line, by the way. Uh, Safi Sky, as an Asian man, how do you define draw the line between someone being attracted to you slash Asian man and the culture versus being fetishized? So the line that I draw between a genuine interest versus a fetish um i think there's a number of things that you can do to define that line i think like the frequency in which someone talks about certain things like if they're like it's okay to like lead in with k-pop and maybe use that as like an entry point and maybe you're like genuinely interested in it right but like if you're always bringing it up or if you're always like trying to like trying to bring me into it like oh like you know you look like the k-pop guy or blah 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 like i i it's i could tell when people when people do that oftentimes what it means is that they just don't know how to communicate with people like they they have no idea how to like talk to people and so they think that oh here is an asian person I don't really know what they're all about, but I do know that they're interested in K-pop. Let me go ahead and talk about that. Because the, they think that that is a common denominator. But it, you know, isn't. It isn't always the case. Um, so, yeah, I think it just depends on like how, how often they bring up race. You know, how often it becomes a part of the discussion. How often it, you know... Um, Let me see. Um, again, you know, it's hard because you can be genuinely interested in a culture, like really, 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 really interested in another culture and not cross that line to fetishization. Like, like you could be a, 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 a gay black blogger who writes about asian food and all you do is you go to asian restaurants and you try them out and you review them and you cook them and you know that is your thing like you're really 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 into asian culture or like you're really really into like a a martial art and like you've studied it and you're like a third degree black belt or whatever like that i think is that i think it goes back into what we were saying earlier about interested is interesting and like you can tell when someone is legitimately passionate about it and when someone is just adopting it as just sort of a thing, you know? Um, and I think if you're constantly, like if you're interested in a particular, if someone is interested in a particular Asian thing, but I see that they haven't really taken it that much farther and like it's, oh gosh, I know it's like, and sometimes I even like, well, hmm, I don't know, actually, because I was going to say, like, I also judge based off of, like, how many K- like pictures of K-pop people you have on your profile. But at the same time, I don't think that, that that's necessarily, well, actually, I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. What do you all think? Like, if someone has a an album on their Facebook and it's, like, all pictures of a certain man of color, um, like, would you consider that to be a fetishization? Because on one hand, it's like, yeah, it's like it's kind of weird that it's all 
men of a certain color and like you're just like you know it's like those people those those women who have like uh profiles with k-pop dudes and like their whole entire profile is just nothing but k-pop dudes right it's like on one hand it's you can say that it's creepy you can make an argument that it's creepy and that like you know you're like objectifying them blah 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 but on the other hand it's like well if you generally think that they're handsome they're good looking like there's no harm in that so it's not necessarily like problematic right um so again i think it just depends on the person like i've seen women who were into the whole k-pop thing and they were cool about it like like they 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 knew about asian men outside of k-pop you know they they knew about the issues that we had with our confidence and how we were racialized like that and i think that is why i really was attracted about uh, attracted to my wife because she she knew what was up you know like she had dated she dated asian guys before and like she's interested in anime and and like video games and shit but it was never like she made it seem like she was dating me because oh like you're asian oh, i'm interested in asian stuff too like it wasn't it was never like that you know um let's see Uh, Desiree said, uh, what? I missed that episode. I need to look at that. I need to look that up. I'll also say that if you are offended when someone tells you how you hurt them with your subtle microaggressive self-hate, over-sexualizing, fetishizing, etc., listen. Instead of dropping your ass, they are checking you on your bullshit. And that is rare. Don't spin it on them. Oh, completely. I 100% agree. Um, oh, and you also made a comment. You said, uh... It depends on how well you know them. You could visit their page in that moment, but over time they could be sharing posts about more than just one demographic. Facebook too will show uh, you certain certain things based on who you are as well. So I don't know about that. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's what I mean. It's like, you know, who knows? Like, what if what if what if the K-pop folder is like the only one that's public, and there's a bunch of folders with like all these other men or, or whatever, you know? Um, so, like I said, it's it's tricky. I think it's just, I guess it's based off of how you feel. Like if you feel like someone is interested in your culture from a very topical level, you know, like if, like I always saw this with, with a lot of Asian guys in the AMBW groups, like they would talk to black women, but like they felt like they could only talk about hip hop and shit like that, you know? And they couldn't just talk about life or, I don't know, like, shit that you're insecure about or school or whatever you know like i think when 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 someone is reducing your experiences to certain racialized things then yeah you know like you're dating someone and like for some reason the only one to talk about anime or whatever or, you know the only one to talk about how how much they love your asian eyes or whatever like like i said if you feel like parts of yourself are being ignored, then yeah. Avery says, it becomes a fetish if a person overemphasizes their attention to a race. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's that's sort of just the, the simple simple definition, you know, as long if they if they're obsessing about it, um, then yeah, so it's it's a problem. I think the only thing, like I said before, that could get tricky is 
when you have people who are genuinely interested in a particular culture, you know, because sometimes people, because we all know that sometimes people mix up certain cultures with a race, you know, like, like you'll have, you'll have people who are really interested in like, uh, uh, um, K-pop, right? But then people will call them like they'll they'll say, "Oh, you have a Korean fetish." It's like, well, no, like actually, I'm I'm married to a black person, but I just really like K-pop, you know. So it's it's also tricky because different people will label certain things a fetish, and other people won't. Um, Kimia said, "Facebook algorithms show your common interest if you are not friends." Uh, yes, they do. All right, let's go ahead and read a couple more questions. If you had, again, if you have questions, um, let me know. Nicole Winters, uh, that is what I meant when I said it's about presentation, channeling a multifaceted identity in different ways to different audiences over substance, purposely trying to pretend you're something you aren't with the intent to mislead. Just trying to ensure I am not being misrepresented. English is not my first language. Not speaking correctly is an anxiety of mine. Oh, no problem, uh, Nicole. I, you know, I, I... Don't mean to uh, uh, misrepresent you at all. I'm just trying to uh, clarify my point. Uh, Omi uh, said, it's okay. People will have their opinions until they genuinely get to know you. Yeah, of course. Um, All right. If anybody else doesn't have any questions. Um, So it is 3.29. We are going to... We are going to do lag live later on. All right, nine o'clock. It's not ten o'clock. It is nine o'clock. Uh, we are doing an episode on uh, what personality traits do you think uh, make a man attractive? All right. Not talking about like, oh, he needs to be tall. He needs to be this. He needs to have money, or he needs to look like Jude Law. Like, none of that shit. Not to say that any of that's not important. It's important to you. Cool. But we're talking about personality and characteristics. All right? Uh, Avery. Got a question? Do, 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 do. Let's go see what he is going to ask. Um, Avery Darnell said, uh, what is your opinion on racist people who date interracially? Um, so I think there's a couple ways that you can read it. Um, there are people who are racist and who will date interracially, uh, because like they've managed to segment their, you know, their, their fucked up social and political beliefs and, they think that like, oh, well, you know, uh, uh, when you're in bed at night and the lights are off, like, it doesn't matter. Like, you know how people are like that, where the, I guess weird, like, they're super, super racist, but they will date other people. Um, but I think the, the ones who are more concerning are the ones who, who are racist and they date interracially as a form of, like, racial conquest. Like the ones who are like, oh, um, I, I need to, you know, uh, um, 
I need to do one solid for the Asian team. So I need to go, you know, um, date these one people, you know, or uh, date, date black people or whatever, you know, like, like, or, or, or white people who do this a lot where they're like, oh, um, fucking Asians, uh, you know, uh, fucking shanks. Like I fucking hate Asian people, but they'll date Asian women. And you'll see a lot of them do that because they, they had, there's this sentiment of like a racialized sexualized colonization where you feel like oh well if i can have sex with someone then that means that i've like taken a point away from that ethnic group and you know i wrote about it earlier it's like they see like a scoreboard and they think that they're taking like they're shooting hoops in their basket every time they sleep with someone from another race and like that like it gets them off you know like race play and um and a lot of people who like will sleep around um, with the intent to like racially antagonize people, like that's you know that's that that's a that's a very big thing. Uh, Ebony Thomas said Logan Paul is the best example. Yeah, it is. You know, um, like, and again, you see this a lot with white guys. You see a lot with white guys. You know, my guys will talk about like, you know, they'll talk about the superiority of, you know, the white race and they'll, they'll talk about like, oh, I, you know, like I married a N word or I, I'm, you know, I have kids and I have little like half chink babies. Like it's really, I, it's really disgusting, man. It is really, really disgusting. All right, everybody. That is it for today. I'm trying to do the Woke Fu podcast every day, or at least hopefully every day. I mean, this weekend I have a lot of stuff to do. I'm going to a conference in Atlanta, so I will probably be very, very, very busy. But yeah, I hope you are enjoying. Have a wonderful afternoon, and I will see you tonight. All right, nine o'clock. Remember, we're talking about we're talking about the men's, we're talking about the men's, and you can join on camera, you can join on stream in front of everybody. All right, all right, everybody, have a wonderful afternoon. Love you.